This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and, and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. This Irish man stands with America. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello, America. Thank you so much for tuning in today. This is the Freedom's Disciple podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Dunn. This is the show on the Blaze where a crazy Irishman comes and tells you how great you are and testifies to the principles that made you a truly exceptional nation. I hope you're having a wonderful week, um, having a nice Saturday. I know it's it's been an interesting week for me. Um, I had the honour of being on with Glenn earlier this week on Wednesday. It was, it was cool. I got to share with him the theory I shared with you last Saturday um, about biology. Um, you know, the biology being behind progressives and which part of the brain they hit and what synapses they're trying to hit and um, it was great being on with Glenn, we had fun and if you're a new listener who you happen to come across the show through Glenn, welcome to the show I hope you really enjoy it Um, for new listeners one thing I try and do with this show is I will talk to you about the issues of the day, what I think is important, but I don't want you to agree with me or disagree with me. I want you to find your opinion. Um, I don't want you to always just think I'm right or Glenn is right or anyone. Um, one of the mantras of the blaze and, and definitely my show, because I can only speak for my show, is is to do your own homework. Um, so I challenge you to engage with me. If you think I'm wrong, tell me um, and we'll have a discussion. Um, but it's it's all about questioning and finding your position. I want to talk to you today about a few issues that I'm very troubled um, that is happening in America. And I don't want to make these about politics and, and who's good and who's bad. I just want to talk to you about the actual issues and the principles behind them. And the first one is... If, you, if you've been watching the mainstream media or online articles and, and social media, the, the, everywhere is a buzz with one story. And it's driving me out of my mind. And I'll explain why. That issue is Hillary's health. So, let me get this right. Hillary Clinton is running for president. You have a person running for president who has spent the best part of 40 years in the public eye. And regardless of whether she was an attorney on the Whitewater, whether she's the First Lady, 
um, of Arkansas, whether she was the first lady of the United States, whether she was um, a senator from New York, whether she was the greatest secretary of state of all time until John Kerry, or a presidential candidate. Scandals have followed this person. Scandals follow her everywhere she goes. She is a horrific candidate. She cannot deliver any substance or any decent lines. Even last week, and I think I mentioned it on the show, but even her, when she had her coughing fit of four minutes, the delivery of the line of... (coughs) 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 When I take a drop, I get allergies. And he wasn't even delivered in a good way. It wasn't delivered in a real, honest, substantive way. It was clearly practice and fake and phony. She has been on the wrong side of every issue. If you want to speak more recently, you know, you've got Benghazi. You've got our comments of, well, apparently no one died in Benghazi. That's news to a few people like Ambassador Stevens. You have the email scandal. You have the world today in a horrific, horrific state. You have the rise of terrorist groups. Look at how emboldened they are. ISIS, Al-Shabaab, Boko Haram, Hezbollah, Hamas. You have an emboldened Iran that is dangerously close to a nuclear weapon. You have America doing very little and actually giving them money and funding terrorism. Because as we found out a couple of weeks ago, it actually was a ransom payment. We all knew this, but they finally admitted it on a Friday afternoon. It actually was. You have the rise of Russia. You have a Russian influence in Syria. You have a Russian influence in Eastern Europe, in Ukraine, in Georgia, in Crimea. You have an an emboldened China where they are spreading their their powers and pushing the, the Treaty of the Seas out further and further and further from their own border and gaining land. You have North Korea doing missile um, uh, practices. Sorry, I had, a, I had a moment of blank. This is the world we live in. And whether you like it or not, Hillary Clinton has played a big, big part of it. You have the Arab Spring, which is a horrific term to use, but let's just use it because everyone knows what we're talking about. When Hillary Clinton became Secretary of State in the Middle East, there was issues in Iraq and Afghanistan. Today you have issues in Iraq, Afghanistan, Egypt, Iran, Libya, Syria. Is there any way that you can make that argument that says, well, you know what, she really did do a good job. She, she was the best Secretary of State of all time. These are issues that I believe should be discussed on Hillary Clinton. They're on, if you want to, don't want to talk foreign policy because, well, John, just foreign policy isn't popular and it doesn't win elections. Okay, then talk about her domestic policies. 
stimulus plans. Obamacare, Hillary Care, growing the government. She's a progressive, to use language that you want, or a word I would use as utopian statist. Horrific. Her policies that she has supported has put so many people in, into slavery and made them dependent on government. And yes, it seems so many in America, no, we don't want to discuss her foreign policy, we don't want to discuss the scandals, we don't want to discuss her domestic policy and how horrific it is. No, we want to discuss her health. Really? So let's discuss her health. Because apparently if she releases her health records and it's, it's, it's something groundbreaking, people are all going to change their vote. Okay. Let me give you some scenarios. Forget Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. Let me give you a scenario. And this actually happened. But let me give it to you on the right. Ronald Reagan... When Ronald Reagan ran for president in 1980, after running in 1976, to put it mildly, he wasn't a young man. Now, he didn't have coughing fits for four minutes, and, and he, he didn't have concussions, admittedly, in, in, uh, in classified documents. He didn't know what the C stood for, and, and he didn't admit that. And he didn't have to get help going up the stairs in winter. Absolutely true. But there was a time that the media made him out to be old. In 1984, if you remember, and you remember campaigns, and one of the great things about Reagan was he was a great counterpuncher, was in 1984 there were major concerns about his health. Four years of being president had taken their toll. He had been shot had taken its toll. And if you remember, right up until I think it was either the first or the second debate, he looked tired and old. And if you're a fan of elections and, and Ronald Reagan, you might remember the, one of the greatest counterpunches in history, where his own opponent laughed at his answer. Where he was asked, you know, you're tired, you're weak, people are saying you're not going to be able to do the things that you need to do to win this election, will it affect your presidency? And Ronald Reagan's answer was super. He said, I want you to all know at home, I will not make exploit for political purposes my opponent's youth and inexperience. If you watch that video, which is on YouTube, Walter Mondale is laughing because it's such a great answer. But let me ask you this question. That media in 84 point, painted a very bad picture of Reagan and his health, and he was tired and he was older. Because, let's be honest, take, being president is not an easy job. Is there anything going back in history that says, anything they could have said to you about Ronald Reagan's health that said, you know what, that's absolutely right, I'm not voting for Reagan in 84, I'm going to vote for Walter Mondale. Was there anything the media could have said to you in 1980 that said about Ronald Reagan's health that says, you know what, I actually have a concern about his health. I don't think he's quite up to it. You know what, I'm going to go vote for Jimmy Carter. I'm sorry, I, I, I will express my opinion is there is nothing you could say that could get me to vote for 
Jimmy Carter or Mondale over Ronald Reagan. There is nothing health-wise you could get me to say. That goes, yeah, actually, you know, that's a good point. There, he isn't a healthy man. I'm going to change my vote. I'm going to vote for the Democrat. I'll be honest, I don't care if they're the most sick person on earth. Well, obviously I do, but I would wash them well and I would pray for them. But there is nothing that you could say sickness-wise that could say, yeah, I'm going to vote for a Democrat. And yet that is what the media and so many people on social media are talking about today. Oh, she's sick, she's not well, she has a concussion, she's, she's, she's not fit to be in the office, she's tired and she stumbled at the 9-11 memorial. Yeah, brilliant. How many people do you think are going to, on the opposite side, are going to see, you know what, Hillary actually isn't well. And it doesn't look like she is. It, it, it's... Forget the politics, because she is a, a horrific, horrific candidate. And has done some despicable things. But we are Christians, or sorry, I'm a Christian. And it's sad to watch someone go through that. But what makes you think her health is going to get a Democrat to vote for a Republican? Because here's the thing. Most of you may know this. Some of you may not if you're new to politics. If, God forbid, she wins the election and something happens to her, it's not like you know there's a, a constitutional crisis. It's not the first time something has happened to your president. Your vice president takes over. Whether that's she unfortunately passes away the most severe thing or a less severe she just can't function like ha what happened with Woodrow Wilson and his wife it's not a constitutional crisis it is a case of the vice president takes over and that's what happens but this health issue is annoying me because it's it's honestly it, it's sad and frustrating for me because you have so many issues to discuss right now. Like I'm looking, I, 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 I look at foreign policy a lot. And I'm looking at you and I'm looking at the world and I'm seeing all these issues and I see tyranny growing and expanding. And it seems no one wants to talk about it. I see America struggling right now. I see your people. I see... I see everything that I love about America failing right now because no one's talking about it or no one believes in it. You know, the stuff that makes America America for me is your constitution. You have had so many years of horrific presidents ignoring your constitution. Summed up in the latest one with Obama going, I've got a pen and I've got a phone. Well, I'm sorry, Mr. President, constitutions don't work that way. I've seen so many horrific, like I discussed last week in the biology segment, the Patriot Act. That is a violation of the Fourth Amendment, but no one cares. And those that do, it's like, uh it's it's more an NSA issue, not a constitutional issue. I see so many disillusioned and angry at the way their government works. 
And and the truth be told, if one of your founders woke up, whether it be George Washington, Ben Franklin, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, if they just woke from their graves today and they looked at your government, they'd go, that looks nothing like we would want. And no one discusses it. I look at your economy. You know, the great part of America was it used to be the land of opportunity where you, you could do anything. There was no glass ceiling. There was no glass ceiling where you could become from rags and if you did things and you created something or you offered a service or a product and you just innovated and you did things right, you could become a riches story, rags to riches. No one seems to want to talk about those anymore. We're going around in circles discussing Hillary's health. And let's just say for one second that everything the... the the social media say it is the worst case scenario what is that going to solve that is one thing i try and do i try i'm go, i'm trying my best i'm doing a lot of research you saw some of it last week and with glenn this week the biology we need to try and put forward or maybe we don't need to maybe this is just i only think this but we need to make a case to everyone, young, old, in the middle, left, right, of constitutional principles. The principles that made America exceptional from day one. Because it isn't about politicians. It's about your people. It isn't about money and power and, and materialistic objects. That's not what makes America great. Oh, look at me, I've got this big fancy house and I have this brand new car and we have all this internet and we have all these material objects. That didn't make America great. It was a byproduct because people innovated and you have made so many lives better around the world because of your innovation. But it was the opportunity, it was the freedom, it was to respect the individual genius of man. It was to say there is no glass ceiling. If you want to go be rich and you want to create iPads, and, and come up with that great idea. Brilliant. If you want to go innovate and you want to be Henry Ford and make the Model T and, and perfect the production line, great, you can go do that. That is what made America great, not the Model T. It was the, the freedom, the environment that said, if you want to go do that and that is your passion, you can Things are tough right now. In my life personally, in, in many of your lives personally, and around the world. And I'm questioning a lot of things right now, and I'm going to let you in on some of them over the next couple of weeks. But the one thing I never question is the power of the idea that is America. The one thing I never question is that what works. If you are a history buff if you're a historian or even if you just know small bits of history you cannot deny the simple impact of america you look at the advancements from christ to 1700 they're small at best and yet over the last 200 plus years that america has been around look at what we have I always say this, the simple fact is seven years ago, 
seven years ago. I could not do what I do today. That is because of technology. That is because of the internet. That is because of American innovation. And innovation elsewhere around the world. But it's mainly American. That is how powerful you are. But it isn't the materialistic object that made you great. The internet didn't make you great. It was the environment that you created and fostered and nurtured that said, Hey, I have this crazy idea. How about if we all go on our computers and eventually we'll all be wireless, we'll have no wires, and we'll be able to talk to each other. And how about this idea, you know, if we if we create this website, you know, I don't know, let's call it SoundCloud or iTunes or, or Google Play, and, and we'll set up this environment where an Irishman 6,000 miles away can record something on his laptop, upload it, it will go to a person in America, and then they will upload it with production and add music, and then they'll have their, we'll call it a podcast. That is that is exceptional. But today it seems so many want to focus on SoundCloud or the podcast and, and think that's what makes America great. It's not. It's that environment. That freedom to say, I have this idea and I think it might work. And it might make society better. That is what I believe we need to do. And we need to share those stories around the world with everyone. With the youth. Because I, I honestly think, and I'll finish up on this issue, the sad part of today is so many people have not had real freedom explained to them. And that is something I personally want to try and, and help fix, and I hope each and every one of you will as well. Because real freedom, and I mean real freedom, is so powerful. It's so empowering. It releases the change between you and your government. It inspires that says you can do anything you want. There is no message that beats that. That message that says you can do anything. And you don't need anyone else. You just do it. Now you might fail, but yes, you might succeed as well. But whether you succeed or fail is up to you. I gotta take a quick break, America. Don't go anywhere, I'll be right back. Freedom versus freebies. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. 
Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on demand on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you so much for sticking with me, America. As always, I, I always say this, I love engaging with you publicly and privately on social media. I'm on Twitter at Freedom Disciple and Facebook at Freedom's Disciple. Apparently, Facebook allows one more uh, letter and it gives you more freedoms rather than just one. Um, send me a message. Um, we have this new segment starting today, which I call Life in Utopia, where I answer any question you have about whether it's socialism or just life in general or what things are like in, Amer- in, in Ireland compared to America. And I'm going to share principles with you, but I'm also going to try and share stories with you. That's, that segment will debut later on today. It'll be the last segment of the show. Um, today's segment is actually going to be a more, bit more personal, um, because I've gotten a question quite a bit this week, and I, I want to address it um, in an honest way, and a brutally honest way. And some of you might not like the answer that I give. Um, but I, I pretty much, I've always been an open book. Um, on this show, on social media with everyone. I have nothing to hide. Um, I share whether I'm feeling good, whether I'm feeling bad. Um, and I share just the raw emotions that I go through because my life is a roller coaster and it has been over the last year and a half. If you've been a long time listener, you'll know some of the, the issues that I've gone through. But I try and, I don't just come on and share my emotions, I try and make a point to them uh, and get you thinking. And, and to try and find an angle that says, okay, this is what I'm going through. What can someone maybe relate to and, and what can you learn from it? And what can you think about and, and make yourself a better person? I just want to focus in on two small issues left from this campaign that are really troubling me. For the longest time, and this is not the first time I've said it and it will not be the last time I've said it. One of the problems I see in America right now is a lot of people, and there are a lot, are letting their politics define them and not trying to define your politics. What I mean by that is, whether you're a Democrat or you're a Republican, you have so much animosity towards the other party that if your party says, I'm for X, Y, and Z, you're automatically for X, Y, and Z. And we live in an era where if you dare criticize someone, you receive a lot of abuse and hate. And I want to share an analogy with you that some of you may be very familiar with and some of you may not. If you're a bit younger, you may not be familiar with but it's when you have kids. Which behavior do you think, if you have a kid, and your kid's at home, and it's a young kid, two years old, and the kid says, ah, you know what? Well, it doesn't say, it just acts in it, it says it in its own brain. You know what? I, I'm going to get this bottle of milk, and I'm going to throw it against that wall, and, and it all goes splash. How are you going to respond to that? Are you, are you going to say, it's okay, don't worry about it. You know, we all throw our milk bottles against the wall and smash them. And then mother or father comes along and tidies it up. Are you going to, are you going to support it? Are you going to endorse it? Or are you going to talk to your child and say, 
you can't do that. That's not right. If your child goes to preschool or to a nanny and or to you know public place where your kids are minded and your kid hits someone else or steals their toy, are you going to go, oh, it's okay, that's what he does and she does and that's just the way life is and it's okay, I encourage that. I, I, I think everyone should do that. Or are you going to try and teach your kid manners and say, you can't do that, it's not right, you can't hit other people, you can't steal people's toys. You have your toys and they have their toys and you're trying to teach them. That is how we deal with a three-year-old or a four-year-old or a five-year-old or even a teenager. We try and teach them right for wrong. But we wouldn't be, that's absolutely right, we, we, we fully support that. Now, look at how we treat politicians. Look how many people this week have defended a policy that has been promoted for a long time by the left in America of free um, maternity leave benefits. And everyone was outraged. No, you can't do it. There's no money. The national debt. It's not right. You can't tax people anymore. There's enough benefits. All these reasons for it. And now all of a sudden, the Republican candidate has said, I'm for it. His daughter has promoted it. And guess what? Everyone's for it. I encourage you, whether it's with your politicians, whether it's with your the radio host or the podcast you listen to, question everyone. If I am wrong, I expect you to challenge me and say, hey, John, look, this is I, re- I listened to this and I read this and this is where you're completely wrong and this is why you're wrong, da 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 that is how I get better. That's how we get better. That's how we all get better as society. But this idea that, you know, well, shh, it's okay, look, you know, you might cost them the election. Is that what we've come to? Oh, you spoke out against, you know, maternity leave, which I've done many, many times before. And it's like, well, you know, you're, 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 you're voting for Clinton now. You're supporting Clinton. You're helping Clinton. No. I encourage and I would hope people don't let their politics define them. If the Republican Party's all of a sudden for a 90% tax rate, like under FDR, which many times has been criticised and been a horrific policy, I won't support it. Why would you support it? Why would you support something that goes against your very beliefs? If the Republican Party came all of a sudden and said, you know what, FDR was right, we need internment camps. Or FDR was right, we need to stack the court, we don't need nine judges, we need 13. Is, is that what is acceptable now? Whatever the Republican Party or whatever your candidate says we're good for? But I want to go one step further. And I would say this against any any politician and I said it on Glenn Beck's show this week it is troubling to me that you now have candidates on the right who are saying and promoting policies and using the language of the left saying America needs to do this because we're the only industrialized nation in the world that doesn't 
It is troubling to me for so many reasons because I live in an industrialized country and it is nothing compared to America. I live in a quote-unquote acceptable society. It is nothing compared to America. I don't want America to be like the rest of the world. The rest of the world is filled with tyranny. Whether it's socialism, whether it is communism, whether it is Marxism, whether it is theocracy, whether it is terrorism, whether it is a dictatorship. And the fact you have politicians and politicians' daughters getting up on stump speeches going, we need to be like the rest of the world, makes me sick. If I may be so blunt, America needs to be more like America that used to be, and the rest of the world should follow America. And be free, and respect the individual, and talk about rights that don't come from government, but come from God. My, I'm not that old. I feel old at times, but I'm only in my 30s. One of the things I struggle the most with is this change in America and American politics. That I grew up with America being a leader. I grew up with it. It's the American way. And, and there was a brashness kind of about it that says, we, we're going to do what we do because we believe we're right. And over the last eight years, and it's spreading into this election, and it seems to be in, in part in both the candidates that you have, and probably you probably include Gary Johnson in this as well, that says, yeah, let's just be a follower. Let's just be like everyone else. If, if the future of the world involves America being like everyone else, this world is over as we know it. And you may not like that, you may not think it's fair, but that is the sad truth. Because for all my life, America, it has many issues. And there's a common theme with the vast, vast majority of your issues. They're government related. But America has been a leader. America has been that Statue of Liberty, shining the light, saying, I have freedom, come enjoy it, or come follow my example. And I'm struggling to live in this world that, where Americans are now saying, let's just be like everyone else, and, and your people don't seem to see a problem with it. I, I really don't want to live in that world. And if I'm saying something that offends someone, I'm sorry, but I, I don't take it back. I don't want to live in that world. It's a world that is foreign to me. There is so much hope in America. You have the roadmap if you choose to use it. It's your trilogy of freedom. The Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. They still work today if you use them. But this idea that America should be a follower is is deeply troubling. I I I don't know how to to be any more clear, and it's troubling that so many people don't see a problem with that. I want to finish up this segment by just talking about one last small issue. I see so many social media posts. Um. And I know social media is not the the best 
way to judge uh, people and I, and I don't. But you can find little trends that people are okay with. And there's these memes coming out now, like, because I think Amy Schumer was the last person to say it. If Trump wins, I'm leaving the country. You have, like, Barbara Streisand, Cher, Amy Schumer, all these political activists saying, if Trump wins, we're leaving. Okay. That's your decision. You have that right. You can leave anytime you want. America doesn't build a wall to keep you in. But what troubles me is the amount of people who I see on social media going, sharing this meme. Amy Schumer says she's going to leave America if Trump wins. And then they say, well, that's just another reason to vote for Trump. I'm sorry, but did when did America become like Survivor or, or The Bachelorette where we vote people off? You know, the great thing about America used to be rights came from God, not government. And rights are for everyone. The Bill of Rights is not a list of rights that you have and the people who you agree with have. It's for everyone. They're not just, hey, well, you're on my side and you like George Washington, so here's your Bill of Rights. Oh, you don't like George Washington, here's yours. You can't have that if you truly, truly, truly in your heart of hearts say these are rights that come from God and you are your creator. Then they are and they are eternal and they are belonging to nature's law. Nature's law does not do politics or political opinion. It does rights and responsibilities and they are eternal and they don't change regardless of who you vote for. Or regardless of who you like. Rights are eternal. But yet every day I go onto social media and yeah, this is another reason to vote for Trump. How sad is it that you, you think someone leaving your a country, an American citizen leaving America, is a reason to vote for a politician? Now I'm not a fan of any of these ladies or a lot of these Hollywood people. But I don't want you to leave America. I would much rather sit down with you and say, this is why you should love America. This is why the facts, the figures, the emotion, the stories, this is why America is great. Now, I might never, ever, ever, ever change anyone's mind. But this idea that says, yeah, I don't agree with you, yeah, yeah, you can leave the country. That's French Revolution politics. If you don't agree with me, you don't have these rights, get out. I find it so sad that last week on last week's show, and if you didn't listen to it, please consider going back. I spoke about 9-11 and how it was a horrific day on your country, but 9-12 was one of the greatest days. That you had none of this divide of where you, who you voted for in the last election or what your party affiliation was or any of this. You were all Americans. Left, right, centre. Progressives, conservatives. You didn't think of class. You didn't think of money. There was no hate. You just saw a fellow American struggling and you helped them. You hugged them. You consoled them. You cried with them. This idea that just because you have a certain political belief, 
means you should be hated is is foreign to me. It's not a I hate saying this, but it's not a, it's not the America I know. It's not American. Nine twelve is who you are. The America I know, and I sign my show off every week by saying it because it's true. The Tocqueville, America is good, or America is great because America is good. The America I know is good. But today you seem to be letting little barriers define you. Politicians define you. And finding ways to go, ah yeah, I don't like you, go away. Please, please consider this and go. Is this the country I want to live in? Is this what I truly believe? If it is, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to judge you or condemn you. Maybe this is who America wants to be. Maybe, maybe I'm just one of these crazy people. Maybe America wants to be like the rest of the world. Maybe you want to be accepted. Maybe you want to be big government socialists. Maybe you want to try utopia. Maybe that's what your people is. And if that is who you are, okay. I won't like it, but I'm not going to judge or condemn you. But I will tell you this, I'm going to be on the other side talking. I'm never shutting up about how great you are. And how much potential you have. You changed the world once. I firmly believe you can do it a second time. And I don't care if I'm the last man on earth. This is a question I'll leave you with this segment. If you were the last man or woman on earth. Who believes what you believe. Would you still say it? Or would you succumb? Because here's the truth. If I am the last man on earth who truly understands the idea that is America, how that revolutionary idea has made so many lives better. And I'm not talking about one or two or a hundred or a thousand. I'm talking millions of lives. It's not that long ago where we used to go to the toilet outside. It's not that long ago where we used to get from place A to place B on a horse and cart or walk. Now we just go in a car and an SUV or we go on a plane. It's not that long ago, and I've said this so many times on the air. When I first went to America, it was a big deal for an Irishman to go to England, which is 90 miles away, on a plane. If you went to England on a plane, it was like, whoa, you must be loaded. Which we weren't. I went to... That is my lifetime and I'm only in my early 30s. That is how much the world has changed. But if I'm the last person on earth that says this and believes it, I'm not going to shut up. I'm going to still try and turn things around. But if you are the last person to believe, whether it's in God, whether it's in America, whether it's in the Constitution, if you're the only person... What would you do? Would you go, yeah, I'm going to follow everyone else? Or are you going to do what's in your heart that you know is morally right? Because the America I know and the American people I know are the first ones to say, I don't care if I'm right or wrong. I am going to do what I believe in. And I don't care whether I win or lose. I'm going to do what I know is right. The simple, simple fact about American history 
from all the way back to pre-revolutionary war, pre-1776, to this day, through your innovation, through everything you've stood for, it's a simple, simple fact. America's history is of making the impossible possible. America only ends when each and every one of you give up on it. I gotta take a quick break, America. I'll be right back. You're listening to Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. progressive movement is full of lies. Why do Americans keep falling for the deception? In his new book, Liars, Glenn Beck reveals the simple answer, fear. At our most basic level, we're all afraid of something. And progressives exploit this by offering us solutions to our fears. Solutions based on lies and an unrelenting hunger for power and control. Understanding the roots of these lies is key to helping us stop the disease of progressivism. Liars by Glenn Beck. On sale now at glennbeck.com slash liars. Freedom versus freebies. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you so much for sticking with me, America. For the last couple of minutes of this show, in this segment and the next, I want to share a couple of stories with you. And the reason I share these stories is because they're personal to me, but I don't want you to think I'm sharing these stories because I'm looking for sympathy or or anything. I'm sharing these stories because I want you to think about what's important. And with this first story I want to share with you, it's it's about my life and it's real. I want to focus in on how I should act. How I should respond. Because the simple facts of life that I have learned, and people will experience this in many different ways or either have in the past, is a lot of life, a lot of, a lot of times life sucks. There are times life is great, but a lot of times life sucks. Bad things happen to you. And life doesn't doesn't distinguish between rich and poor, young and old, which class you belong to, what your education levels is. It it will bring you down. And a lot of times, when it brings you to the ground and it takes you down, it gives you a big kick in the ribs and wins you. And we can moan about fairness and equality, and but life isn't fair. I try and, when I do this show, and when I do all my writings, to try and bring positivity. And plead with you to be your best person, and to find where you stand for, and for America to reach its highest good. But... There are times where you have to look at things and go, This sucks, the situation we're in. It sucks and it's not fair. And the most important thing I've found is when you're at when you're at that point, when you're angry, when you're upset, when you're emotional, the most important time period you have at that time is how you do 
how you follow up, how you act, how you react. And do you do something that is not principled? Do you do something that is out of character? If you have been a long time listener, and thank you firstly, um, you'll know that in January of this year I travelled to the States. I have had a lifelong dream of becoming an American citizen. I've been waiting and trying to get in over 12 years, and there's been a lot of upsets along the ways, and at different times I've, I thought I w- I'm going to make it. This January was one of those times. I don't... I'm not insulting anyone or demeaning anyone. I just don't like my life in Ireland. I don't belong here. I can't... It's kind of like my limbic brain, as we spoke about last week. It doesn't understand language. I can't put into words my feelings for America when I'm there. The best way I can do, and you mightn't understand this, I just feel like I belong. I feel like I'm home when I'm in America. When I'm in Texas and down south, I just feel this is where I belong. And in January, which I went over for a couple of things, I went over to give a few speeches and see people and go on holidays. I got to go to New York City. I got to meet a load of cool people. Um, I got to meet um, the producer of the show, Brian. Got to go out and have lunch with him. It was cool. Got to see New York. Got to see the 9-11. Got to meet one of the coolest people, Michael Pelka. Um, He's just so cool. So many stories, so much to learn from. But I also went to Dallas and to give a few speeches down there and I got to meet Glenn, which is incredible. He's, he's just an incredible guy. So warm, so loving, just a great guy to hang around with. Doc Thompson, Skip Lacombe, so many people at the place. Um, just great, great, great people. And a lot of people behind the scenes who, if I said their names, you wouldn't know who they were. Um, Dom, Jonathan, just wonderful, wonderful, great, great people. And on that trip, a lot of things happened. I had a few meetings with people. But I finally thought I had achieved something. In that January trip, I thought, I saw a life I could live. I found a place I belonged. I was going to be moving to Dallas, Texas. I was going to work for a wonderful company, doing something I think I could have done. I was going to be in a situation where I could help the Blaze and help Glenn Beck a bit. I was going to be in a position where I was going to be able to give speeches and do a lot of work on the ground and, and be help people and, and try and make a difference in society. I also saw a life that I could leave. I had a girlfriend. I saw, found many friends over there. I just saw a complete life for myself. For the first time in my life, I saw a life and I said, I love it and I can do it. I could live that life. And then I came back home and I had to wait for the job to send me contracts and and do everything and get visas and just wait in line you fast forward eight or nine months to today and over the last nine months i've shared some of this with you at different times but over that time period that that dream has fallen apart um the job has not happened due to finances because the job hasn't happened the visa hasn't happened i'm not moving there which means I'm stuck in Ireland. I can't help the Blaze and Glenn Beck the way I was planning to. I was can't help your society because I'm not there. I've broken up on my girlfriend. Life is cruel. I get angry at times. 
you know, I, I you know, I love people who go, well, I'm angry. I get angry. I I will admit something to you today that I have admitted to a lot of people, which was I saw life, a life I could live. And I've watched it over the last eight months fall apart. And I'm still here. I've seen the country I love go through more and more pain. And I'm still here and I can't help. And there have been times late at night when I've actually wished that I never went on that January trip. I wish I hadn't seen the life I could have lived. I wish I didn't see that life that I could have lived and have had it ripped away from me. I wish I didn't have that hope I had nine months ago. The reason I'm sharing this story is because I'm sure many of you have had that type of story. It mightn't involve moving to America because I'm guessing most people who listen are already Americans. But you've had dreams. You've had times in your life whether it's you know, set finding a girl, having setting up a family, you know, seeing a dream house, seeing a dream job, a scenario in your life that you've always wanted, and then it just falls apart. And you question, why did this happen? Why did life show me this dream, this life I could live, and then rip it away? The important question is, how do you proceed going forward? Should I get angry? Should I create a hashtag campaign and tell the world I'm angry? Should I email a load of people telling them how angry I am and how disappointed I am at things? Should I do a load of social media videos? Should I get on this show and rant and rave and tell everyone how upset I am, how angry I am, and not justify that anger? Should I get down and be depressed? Shall I get down on that ground where I am and I've been kicked in the ribs and I'm winded and just say, you know what, I'm not getting back up. I'm done. Life is won. I don't know what part you would do, how you would act. But if there's one thing that 30 plus years in this planet has taught me how to do, it's to be honestly, it's to fail. I have been head first in the mud so many times. I have been winded so many times. But for me, life isn't about the winning and the losing. It's not about the destination. It's not about the journey. It's about how you act. Whether you win, lose or draw, how did you act? Did you remain true to who you are? If I had a magic wand or I found a lamp that I could rub and a genie would come out and I'd get three wishes, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know what my first wish would be. But whether I like it or not, it doesn't seem to be on the cards right now. Whether I like it or not, or whether I think it's fair or not, God has a plan for me to be in Ireland. I don't like it, I don't want it, but it's the hand I'm dealt. I don't know what life has planned for me going forward. But I do know this. Whether I win or lose, I'm going to try and be the best person I can be. I'm going to wake up each morning, be thankful, 
and I'm going to strive to be a better person. I'm going to strive to continue to find ways to to help your nation, to help your people, to help promote a message of real freedom, of constitutionalism around the world. I'm going to try and spread hope because despite all the darkness and the gloominess that is out there today, there is still things to be hopeful for. Because here's the thing, regardless of how far I've come or how many letdowns or how many failed times I've failed or how many times I've been face down in the mud just going, oh, I just want to give up. The one thing that I have never lost is this belief that the idea of America works, that the idea of America is exceptionalism. The idea of America was one founded by men when tyranny was the norm. The idea of America was won at your revolution by loads of people doing what they thought was right. Each and every interaction I have I appreciate because it's an opportunity and a chance to share America's greatness. Despite everything that's going on, I still have this conviction. And it's not anything that I am part of or anything that is revolutionary. But the idea of America must win this war. I still see the world going one of two ways. We will either succumb to the Leviathan and live in a tyranny that the world has never seen. Or, because of technology, because of individuals doing great things, we will be freer than we have ever been before. We will be freer than you were at your revolution. And that is something to hope for and strive for. I would love to do a lot more. If I was there, I'd be doing a lot. But that is doesn't seem to be on the cards. I have to accept my role and do what I can. How would you act? Do you think I'm wrong? I look forward to hearing from you. But for me, it's another letdown. I've had them before. I'll have them again. But I'm not going to give up. And I hope on the idea of America, each and and every one of you, Never give up either. I'll be right back, America. i got to take one last break. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Coming up today on Pat and Stu. Start us off a little bit with uh, Hillary Clinton update. Breaking news? Uh, a little breaking news. Is that okay. It's being reported that uh, they're going to come out with uh, more on her health uh, in the coming days. Oh, I'm, so, I, I'm excited about that because y- you know they're going to they're gonna be so honest uh, with us. Pat and Stu, weekdays at 5 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. This 
is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on demand. Thank you so much for sticking with me, America. The last segment, our newest segment, Life in Utopia. As I say, if you want to get involved in this segment, please do. The reason I'm doing this segment is because there is a chunk of your population who are either open to it or at least support a type of socialism. We heard Bernie Sanders in this election go, you know, a Norwegian type of style of socialism isn't a bad thing. I think it's horrific and I don't think it's a path America should follow. I live in socialism. I live in utopia. So if you have a, par- a question on society um, that you would like me to ask or if you'd like to ask me any question, um, please get involved on social media ask me publicly or privately or you can go to my my website www.freedomsdisciple.com go right down the bottom there's submit a message send me a message with your question um we already have i think quite a few questions so i'm going to try and get through them over the next few weeks but if you send me a message on i'll either reply and answer it over the next couple of weeks um there are many different questions life government rights and there's actually a question on Israel, which I'll get to as well. But today, I want to address a question that I've got quite a few times this week. And there's been a few posts about it, so I want to address it. Um, because it's important. I was on Glen this week. I'm with Glen this week, and I had a great time. And any time I get to speak with Glen on the air, it's it's fun. Um, he's brilliant. Pat and Stu and Jeffy are just great guys, and... I'm I'm blessed to call them my work family. But there's always these questions, why don't you go work for the Blaze? Why don't you why won't Glenn help you get over there? And then there are a few people who are not Glenn Beck fans who say, Ah, you know, the reason he's not helping you is because his business is failing. Well, I'm gonna be brutally honest with you. Why I won't work for Glenn Beck or why I can't work for Glenn Beck. It's because I'm not good enough. Right now, right here, right now, I'm not good enough. Whether you like to admit it or not, and I hope it never becomes this, the Blaze is not a charity. It's a business. The Blaze is the creme de la creme. You don't go to the Blaze, per se, to, to learn a job. To You know, a few people said, why don't you try and get a producer's job or you know, a researcher's job? I would love it. I would work for Glenn Beck tomorrow if I could. I would work for The Blaze tomorrow if I could. They are my family and whether I get there or not, I would always love them and they're just really, really good people. There's no ego. Um, There's no BS about them. I can text them about stuff. I can get involved. I can email Glenn and... which I did a couple of weeks ago. That's how I spoke to him about the biology theory I ran last week. But I need to get better. You don't go to the blaze to learn how to become a researcher. It's not what I've done. My business experience is in business and sales management up to several years ago when until the Irish economy hit and went bad and we got bailed out. I'm not good enough. I would love my dream job, I've said it for the longest time, is I would love to be a radio host. I'd love to be behind this mic 24-7 if I could. I would talk American exceptionalism all day long. And I could do it. 
But you don't put someone on a radio show without people listening. It's a business. It needs to, to fund itself. It needs to get there. And I'm going to do something that might upset a few people, but I'm going to share the truth. Because the truth is the truth, whether you like it or not, or whether you want to hide behind it or not, or whether you want to spin it. But for reasons I don't know why, let me actually just, before I actually say this, and tell the people involved, just think of this as a business. And you say, I need to put someone new on the air. You have a show that started out getting around six to 800 listens a week on a platform. It now gets three to 400 listens a week. You have other shows by equally good hosts, if not better, that get between four and 6,000 hits a week. Which do you put on the air? The simple fact is, there are many hosts, well, I don't know whether they want it personally or not, or whether it's interest to them, but there are people who are better at this job than me and get a lot more listens. People like, that I admire, Sheriff Clark, Rabbi Lapin, Kate Daly. They are really good at what they do. They get a lot more listens than I do. I am the show that started out with about six to 800 hits a week on SoundCloud. Now we do other outlets as well, but it's similar. Now today I get about three to 400. My audience has gone down. That is the sad fact. But here's the thing. The reason I share it. That's the situation today. I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to moan. I'm not going to think it's unfair. I am working really hard at this show. I am working hard. My first, I'm launching the first segment. This is Ask Me Anything or About Life and Utopia. If you want to make it about me and you want to ask a question about me, I will answer it. I'm an open book, good, bad or indifferent. But I've also got other segments planned, which I'm really excited to, to launch over the coming months. This is not what I set out. When I started working many years ago, I didn't sort of go, I want to be a radio host. In fact, you know, up until many years ago, my, my dream job, the job I ascribe to, you might find this funny, was I wanted to be the manager of Broadway. I was always a business guy. Hence why I talk about business quite a bit on this show and economics. It's only over the last five, six years that I've really spoken out that I really want to work on radio. Because I think I'm a decent speaker. I think I have a unique outlook. And I think I've got ideas to, to try and change the, the discussion. The Blaze is a business. And it should always be a business. As much as I would love to work for Glenn Beck and the Blaze. And hopefully, God willing, I will one day. Right now, in September 2016, I'm not good enough. I don't warrant a place there. But I'm working really hard. And with God's blessings, maybe one day I'll achieve my dream. And I'll be a productive member of the blaze. 
I might even get on radio. And if I do, it will be wonderful. But here's the thing. While all that is true, and I could look on the negative side and go, that sucks and people don't listen to me as much anymore. I'm also incredibly blessed. I am blessed that Glenn and Dom and a few other people saw something in me to give me this show. If you go to the blaze.com slash radio, you'll see there's not a lot of podcasts on the blaze. I am humbled and honored that I get to say I have a show on the same network as Glenn Beck. As people I admire, Rabbi Lapin, Sheriff Clark, Doc and Skip, Buck Sexton, Chris Salcedo, Lawrence Jones. To have my name next to them is incredible. It's an honor and it's incredibly humbling. They couldn't, they, it would have been totally fine and I didn't expect it when I started talking with Glenn that I would have a show on his network. He could have just said, yeah, you're a good guy. I hope you wish the best. I wish you the best. But he didn't. He gave me a show. He gave me an opportunity. That is all I've ever asked for. And I'm going to work hard. And maybe one day I'll justify a position. The other thing I want to say is a lot of people are saying Glenn Beck is failing and his business is going to... Apparently, by this Friday, his business is going to be out of business. He's not going to be around. Well, if you go to his Facebook page, you'll see the Blaze is actually hiring right now. If you are looking for a job and you share the same passions as I do and you love the Blaze, consider checking out some of the positions. There's editors, weekend editors, social media positions. You know, if you're... Check them out. But I'll finish up by saying this. Whether I agree or disagree with Glenn on certain issues. He is an incredible human being and I'm going to tell you why. And I've said this before. I respect him for many reasons, but this reason I'll share with you today. When he was working on Fox, on his 5pm show and he had his daily radio show. He could have just said, you know what, I'm going to have an easy life. Or easier. I'm just going to come in and work my butt off and do this show for three hours on radio and one hour on TV. And that's all I'm going to do. And I'm going to do every waking minute of my time is going to be spent on making my shows the best they can. And he would have made a lot of money. He didn't. He decided I'm going to do something more and something deeper. And he created a platform for others to get their message out there as well. He created a platform called The Blaze. Where he has given people like me an opportunity to be a podcast host. To be promoted through The Blaze radio. He has given several, I don't know how many columnists they have. There's probably 20, 30, 40 maybe even, I don't know columnist on the blaze on the contributor section one of them is my good friend mary ramirez he's given her an outlet to promote her work again life as i said in the last segment is about how we respond i'm not giving up 
I'm going to work harder. I'm on this journey. I don't know where it ends up, whether I get to live my American dream or not, whether I get to live my work dream and work with Glenn and the Blaze or not. But I'm not going to get bitter and angry or emotional or go on a Twitter outrage or a Facebook outrage because the truth is I am more blessed than I deserve. And I will continue trying to replay life and society and God for those blessings that I have. And I will continue trying to repay each and every one of you who listen. America is worth fighting for. But I will say this. If you happen to have friends and family who you think might appreciate this show, might appreciate the the fact that an Irishman loves America and speaks about the Constitution, speaks about your history, share stories for you to learn from, to find out where you stand on the issues, I would be eternally grateful if you would share it. Because I have so much to give, and I hope to one day give it. That is why, right now, I don't work for the Blaze. It is not Glenn. It is not his fault. It's all mine. But I am working hard to change it. Until next week, America. I finish this show the way I always finish it, by saluting the real heroes in society. They don't wear a jersey. They're not named Eli Manning, even though they did win last week, which was great. Go Giants. They didn't withhold a winning putt. They are your police, your firefighters, your emergency personnel and your vets. The people who 24-7-365 put their life on the line for yours. Who do what is right. Who are on the front line serving when others won't. And lastly, I salute you, the great American people. If I can achieve one thing, it is that each and every one of you know the total is right. America is great because America is good. Please be your best self. Reach your highest good and once again change the world. Until next week, America. Godspeed and God bless you. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network.